Welcome to the How to Be Awesome at Your Job podcast, the show where brilliant professionals share how to sharpen the universal skills required to flourish at work. Enjoy more career fun, wins, meaning, and money with your host, Pete Mikaitis. Hello, and thanks for joining us here for episode 802 with Brandy Nicole Johnson. Brandy's got some great perspective on how to level up your career and find a job you love. So you'll learn one, how to get really clear on what you really want. Two, the best salary database I have ever seen. I will dork out about that at the end of the episode. And three, the tiny mistake that can ruin your entire resume. So if you want to check out the show notes or the transcript or the links to items that we mentioned, please Visit us at awesomeatyourjob.com slash EP802 and check out some goodies like our 10 Days to Winning at Work email course, the full text transcripts of every episode, which are fully searchable. A lot of goodies at awesomeatyourjob.com. Now here's some info on Brandy. Brandy Nicole Johnson is an award-winning international speaker, facilitator, and coach. Currently, Brandy remains focused on her passion for developing the world's next generation of leaders and creating experiences that transform lives. Brandy spent most of her career at the Center for Creative Leadership, a globally ranked, internationally known provider of leadership development research and executive education. Brandy has a master's of science degree in management and leadership and two bachelor of arts degrees in political science and communication studies. She loves food that's life-changing and asking provocative questions that inspire action. Big thanks to Brandy for sharing her wisdom with us. And big thanks to our sponsors. Check them out. One sponsor to check out is LinkedIn Jobs. Did you know that you can post a job for free at linkedin.com slash be awesome? And with a fresh year, perhaps you're like many small business owners looking for some fresh insight and talent to make 2024 extra amazing. Well, LinkedIn Jobs has created tremendous tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and free. I love how they make it so easy with their promotion and selection tools. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. No, no, no. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Here's some fun facts. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, and small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash awesome. That's linkedin.com slash B-E-A-W-E-S-O-M-E, as in you are being awesome, be awesome, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, here's Brandy. Brandy, welcome to How to Be Awesome at Your Job. Thank you so much, Pete. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. Oh, me too. Me too. Well, I'm excited to dig into your pro tips on how one levels up one's career. But first, I want to hear a bit about you and the Girl Scouts. You're a lifetime member. You've been awarded the Girl Scout Gold Award. What's the story here and why do you love them so much? Ooh, I've been a Girl Scout since 1995. So I actually uh, got involved because I was transitioning school systems and I wanted to stay connected to my previous friend group. And so a friend, a childhood friend's mom actually reached out to my mom and my mom was like, well, this is a way for you to stay involved. So I started as a junior. So those were the green uniforms back in the day. I'm not really sure what color they are now. And then stayed in until I graduated from high school. I got my Girl Scout Gold Award my last year of high school. I created a project that was really focused on helping high school seniors really think through their options and whether or not college was the right thing for them to pursue. And if so, like, how did they pick the right college? 
that was something that I really struggled with when I was a senior. So I really wanted to create a playbook that made those things easier. And then since graduating, I have continued to be involved in the movement at all levels of the organization. So global, national, and local. I love it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious, is there a particular vibe or ethos that captures you emotionally there? I would say making the world a better place. Mm -hmm. So that's embedded in the Girl Scout Promise and Law. And when I think about how I framed my career, when I think about pivotal decisions I've made in my life, I always think about what's going to have the greatest impact. Cool. All right. Well, you are also making an impact in your Level Up Your Career program. Tell us what's this program and what's the big idea here? I started the Level Up Your Career program because I wanted to scale my impact. So rather than meeting with coaching clients one-on-one, Level Up Your Career is a group live training opportunity where you can quickly learn everything that you need to learn in order to be set up for success in your job search. So typically, we would take four weeks over the period of a month to walk through my signature career coaching framework. And that's rooted in first creating a strong job search strategy, then crafting resumes and brands that get results, then taking an opportunity to think through how do you maximize your interview performance, and then finally getting prepared to actually level up your offer once you get an offer that you're really excited about. So in a couple of weeks, at the end of September, we're actually going to offer the program again in a masterclass format. So over a period of two evenings, that start at 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to take an opportunity to walk through that same work, through that same framework in an accelerated fashion. So I'm really excited about it. Okay. Well, well, now I've, I've got to know, can you share with us some of the, the juiciest gems in each of these four phases in terms of, I see in my mind's eye that silly ad about one weird trick to eliminate belly fat. <laughs> Brandy, can you give us <laughs> at least one weird trick uh, or doesn't have to be that weird, inside each of these that is super handy to leveling them up. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd say in that first phase, especially when you want to really focus on creating a strong job search strategy, I see so many people today on LinkedIn talking about how much time they're spending on job applications. And I highly recommend not doing that. And I recommend not doing that by getting really clear around what it is that you're searching for. So there are a multitude of resources that we can pursue to help us learn more about what criteria we want to set so that we're really clear about what it is that we're looking for in terms of our next professional opportunity and then letting technology do the work for you. So one of the magic things or one of the wonderful things really about LinkedIn right now is that LinkedIn allows you to set up job search alerts. So once you're clear about that criteria, LinkedIn will actually notify you when something that aligns with your criteria becomes available. And so then you're streamlining your job search in terms of the amount of time that you're spending actually on applications. In that second phase where we're thinking through how to craft resumes and brands that really get results in a way that really wants and keeps recruiters in your inbox, this really comes down to helping other people understand what you can do for them. And the best way that one can illustrate that is by taking an opportunity to quantify every single contribution and accomplishment that you have achieved in your past. So if there was an increase, actually talking about the percentage, if there was a revenue goal that you met, actually talking about that dollar amount, if there was a portfolio that you managed, actually talking about the depth of that portfolio and the size. When we get to 
maximizing your interview performance. And this is where I see a lot of candidates go wrong because the reality is if you've taken the time to apply, you have submitted your application, you've then been invited for an interview, interview experiences can make or break your candidacy. And so it's really important to make sure you're investing the amount of proper time to set yourself up for success. So that often means that you have to practice beforehand and that you're also really clear from your previous conversations with the recruiter, from your research about what that company is looking for and what problems that role will actually have an opportunity to solve. And when you get to that final phase, which is my favorite because it's all about the money, (laughs) this is when we don't want to leave any money on the table. And so in order to be best prepared for any salary negotiation conversation, it's going to require that you do your research up front. I don't recommend going to check out Glassdoor. I actually recommend taking it a step further and going to look at trusted resources of information. So one of the best ways to do that is through salary databases that are open source. Okay, so Glassdoor, not the trusted source. What are the open source uh, salary databases that are trusted? Yep. So if you look at H1B data, for example, that'll give you a really good pulse as to what the base salary is. Now, the reality is compensation varies based on industry. So if you're in tech, you're likely looking at a compensation package that may also include a bonus or equity of some kind. Another trusted salary resource, I love 81 cents. They just got acquired not too long ago, but their mission is still very much the same. And that is they can help you understand your market value and what kinds of compensation expectations you should have going into that job search and especially as you're preparing to get an offer. So that's another wonderful resource. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll zoom in a little bit on, on the first piece with job search strategy. Are there any particular approaches you recommend we go about doing to for our own soul searching or identifying, all right, these are the things that make all the difference when it comes to finding a fit you love versus hate? Yeah, for sure. One, I think in today's time, being really honest about the reality of what's not working for you in your current role, if you are working, or if you're not working, what you're more excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think over the last two and three years, especially as we've journeyed throughout the pandemic and all the other things that have been happening around the world, the reality is work is different. And because work is different, we have an opportunity to really think strategically about what it is that we want so that we're making sure we're pursuing opportunities that align with our strengths and with our preferences. So the first thing is honor yourself. The second thing that I'd say that's really important is take some time to do some introspection. So whether you hire a career coach, whether you talk with a trusted friend, whether you take some time, spend half a day reflecting on questions like, What kinds of problems do I want to solve? For me, when I was in the same situation and job searching, it was when I had taken my first sabbatical, I remember thinking about how did I want to spend my energy? Because the reality is that in today's time in 2022, most of us are spending most of our awake hours at work if we're working. And so for me, I really wanted to spend my awake hours doing something that gave me great joy but that also gave me an opportunity to learn and earn. And so I returned to coaching. I returned to learning and development, right? And so I invite and encourage everyone to think through that same lens of what are you excited about? What gives you great energy? What kinds of problems do you want to solve? Take that one step further and also think through what brands do you really admire? Who has a strategy that you're really excited about helping them build and helping them execute? 
Those are some of the guiding things and principles that I often encourage clients to really think through and to think about. Mm -hmm. Okay, lovely. Well, I'm also curious when it comes to this personal brand business, can you speak to that and give some examples of what is an okay personal brand sound like versus an excellent one? Yeah, I would say we have to remember what age and time we live in, which is that everything is searchable <laughs> Okay. Um, in today's time. And because it's searchable, that means we really need to be mindful, especially digitally, of what we are showing. It doesn't really matter whether or not your Instagram profile is public or whether or not you have an unlisted video on YouTube. The reality is the power of memes and screenshots is still very real. And mm -hmm. so the first thing I always recommend when it comes to thinking about your brand is making sure you have done an audit. So for example, is what I'm posting is what I'm sharing, is what I'm commenting on something that's helpful to me getting my next career opportunity, or is it not? Does it detract away from the opportunities that I want? And so if there are things that detract away from it, I encourage you to delete it and remove it. And then also really thinking about how you brand yourself, starting with your name. So I know for a previous private coaching client I had, uh, we did a quick Google search on their name and we realized that there was someone with the same name um, that had an open warrant out. Mm. And so I was like, you probably want to put your middle initial in your name from now on professionally just to make sure it's abundantly clear that you are not this person should a hiring manager ever do a search. The other thing I really encourage is to take an opportunity to really invest in creating a really robust LinkedIn profile. So not only thinking thoughtfully about your picture and using every character of your headline, but making sure you've captured your experience in a really meaningful way throughout your profile and that you have at least 50 connections so that you're able to still grow and build your network. I also highly recommend commenting on posts that you find intriguing and engaging with others across the LinkedIn network community. LinkedIn is very powerful and that in today's time, if there is a new opportunity, especially if it's a new job opportunity, it goes there first. Hundreds of thousands of roles are posted there week over week. And so it's a great place not only to build and increase your professional network, but to also find out about new opportunities as they become available. Mm-hmm. And you said something that made my ears perk up when you said <laughs> things that you can do that are detracting from your online presence mm -hmm. in term, from a career professional perspective. <laughs> well, I, I imagine there's some things that are that are obvious and 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 maybe juicy and funny. So tell us about those. But what are some things that are, are maybe some more subtle? Like, oh, it didn't occur to me that I should perhaps not do that. Yeah, I would think thoughtfully through that lens, because this is going to be very contextual, right? So through the lens of, I always say that if you wouldn't want to testify about it in a court of law, <laughs> mm -hmm. you probably should not post it. If you wouldn't want to be called to HR because you posted it, you probably mm -hmm. shouldn't post it. Or an interview. Brandy, I noticed this on your Instagram. That's exactly right. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, well, you don't think that's kind of funny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no? Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't want to be asked about it in an interview, which is always fair game if you've posted it, again, it's probably something that you would want to remove in that season. In today's time, some companies now even have social media policies 
So they've been very specific about what you can and cannot post on social media or the need to even have a disclaimer to say, hey, my posts are my own. So I just always encourage all of my clients to be really mindful of what they're posting, whether or not they're job searching or not, like your brand always matters. Okay, that's good. Well, now let's talk a bit about resumes. Yep. Any top do's or don'ts, mistakes you see all the time in terms of things that people should stop doing or start doing right away? Yes, absolutely. So I see typos in resumes all the time and that's got to stop. So get somebody else to proofread your resume. A typo for me is an automatic no. I'm going to move your resume to the bottom of the pile. I think it's also really important to acknowledge again that Resumes yield a short attention span. So the research says that recruiters and hiring managers typically spend about six seconds reviewing your resume before they move on to the next. So you have a very small, finite amount of time to get their attention. So again, make sure your resume is aligned with not only representing your experience in a quantifiable way, but really painting a picture of what you want them to know about you and giving them an opportunity to think through what it might be like to have a conversation with you in real time because it's often the interview that comes next. Mm-hmm. Well, you're bringing back fond memories of, of resume typos. When, back when I was reviewing hundreds of consulting resumes, mm-hmm. there were several yeah. people who were looking for a, a challenging role in a world-class consulting firm. And I was like, oh, well, uh, I don't think this is the place that you're looking for, actually. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> use Grammarly, use spell check, get a friend to proofread. Like, it really does make a difference. It really does. Okay. Well, Brandy, this is fun. Tell me anything else you really want to make sure to mention before we hear about some of your favorite things. I would just say if there's anything I can do to support any of you, just reach out and let me know. You can always reach me at brandynicolejohnson.com. Okay, cool. Well, now could you share a favorite quote, something you find inspiring? Be who you needed when you were younger. All right. Thank you. Well, now could you share a favorite study or experiment or a piece of research? Right now, I'm reading a lot about toxic work cultures Mm -hmm. and the impact that they can have not only on our careers, in our lives, but also our health. And so for me, I've become ever more vigilant and passionate about making sure everyone that I'm connected to is pursuing opportunities that they're really excited about and where they know they can truly grow and advance their careers. All right. And a favorite book? Becoming by Michelle Obama. All righty. And a favorite tool, something you used to be awesome at your job? I'm going to say, and it's a tool that makes me better. Mm-hmm. My prayer journal. That's good. Yeah. So I take an opportunity every morning uh, to write down and capture at least three things I'm grateful for. And then three things that are top of mind for me that I likely am worried or concerned about. And then I let them go. Okay. All right. Well, my next question is a favorite habit. So that <laughs> sounds like it's, we've already heard one. You know, I'm working on a new habit, which is I try to see my trainer every weekday. So not only does it give me an opportunity to invest more in my own wellness, but also in movement. And so that's going really well. It's a habit I'm trying to build. Okay. And is there a particular nugget you share that really seems to connect and resonate with folks that quote it back to you frequently? Consider it done. All right. And if folks want to learn more or get in touch, where would you point them? 
Yep, absolutely. You can go to brandynicolejohnson.com. And you have a final challenge or call to action for folks looking to be awesome at their jobs? Yeah, absolutely. So if you are finding yourself in a place where you're overwhelmed by your job search, where you are looking to transition and level up in your career, I invite you to join us for the next Level Up Your Career Masterclass uh, a little bit later on this month. You can find out more at careergold.co. All right, Brandy, thank you. This has been a treat. I wish you much luck and fun as you level up. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you so much, Pete. Take care. Oh, I love so much what Brandy had to say with regard to the resume. I think she really helped crystallize for me when it comes to resumes. We stress out, we freak out about them because it's true. One typo can ruin it for you. Like, okay, we're done. And so that's a lot of pressure that freaks you out. Like, uh uh-oh, I really better make sure this is perfect. And at the same time, thinking about Steve Dalton's perspective, he says, you want to spend three hours on your resume so that it is accurately representing your greatest hits and it's error-free. So I I think that's how I reconcile these two things. We freak out about the resume. We want it to be perfect. And so we spend too much time on it. But a superior course of action is to spend about three hours making sure it is in fact error-free because that can (laughs) knock you out of the running in a hurry. But then do not worry if it's not super perfect. And then, boy, that H-1B... (laughs) (laughs) salary database is insane. I can't believe I haven't heard about this for eight years. Brandy opened my eyes. It is so good. I spent way too much time playing around with it. It's at h1bdata.info and it's linked in the show notes as well. Awesomeatyourjob.com slash EP802. And wow. Oh, it's so good. And I know it's accurate because these are from straight up government docs. (laughs) So like there's real penalties for fraud as opposed to what you think someone made or had heard someone made as can be submitted in a number of these databases, but no, it's actually pulled from government documents. And I was playing with it in terms of that's there's a company I know that their compensation is standardized across North America. And so sure enough, I could see for a given role, in Dallas versus San Francisco versus New York versus Chicago, boom, boom, boom. The amount of salary amount was the same and sounded right from what I recall in conversations with people, as well as it went up by a sensible amount because you can check by year as to the, the rates that it has indeed gone up. So it looks pretty good and accurate from my playing with it and from the notion of it's coming from official government documents and you don't have to log in or create an account. It's just there to go have fun. (laughs) Don't let this ruin a productive afternoon because it's risky. If you love data, boy, I dorked out on this. So Brandy, Huge thanks for that and other goodness. The show notes, the transcript, the links to items we've referenced are at awesomeatyourjob.com slash EP802. Hope to catch you next time and peace. Thanks for listening. To get the most out of the show, we recommend two key things. First, check out the extra resources at awesomeatyourjob.com. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as the perfect episode for your situation. You can search the full text transcripts of hundreds of episodes or explore episodes tagged by topic and competency covered. 
Second, subscribe to the podcast and get future episodes automatically. You can subscribe by telling Siri and several other smartphones and speakers. Subscribe to the How to Be Awesome at Your Job podcast or by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. If you'd like some extra help figuring out podcasts and how subscriptions work, visit awesomeatyourjob.com slash subscribe for guidance. Hope to catch you on the next episode of How to Be Awesome at Your Job.